Are you a veteran who is struggling with their housing due to COVID-19? Veterans Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. Listening to WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station. Hello, hello. You're listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. And, you know, as always, we kind of look at ways of, um, you know, uh, staying strong in the midst of adversity or just, just staying strong in the midst of living life and fighting the good fight of faith. And so we try to do it in just simple, practical ways and having a conversation. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, uh, what happens when you just can't let go of something, something that's holding you back, something that's keeping you from moving forward at a, you know, consistent, positive rate. And I'm going to use the example uh, in the Word of God of the rich young ruler. And I want to kind of um, start at Mark 10, 17 through 27. But if I start at uh, 17, it basically is says, and when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, and that is God. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not, honor thy mother and father. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these things have I observed from my youth. And Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lack. Go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross, and follow me. And he was sad at that saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked around about and said unto his disciples, How Hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God. And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and said unto them, Children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. 
And they were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? And Jesus, looking upon them, said, With men it is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. So we don't want to get stuck in in one way of looking at this particular scripture. And we want to take certain nuggets out that we can, you know, kind of glean for, maybe develop some strategies. And uh, if we start at verse 18, it's funny because Jesus said, don't call me good. Why are you calling me good? There is none good but one, and that is God. And I'm like, wow, you know, everybody's running around trying to be good. He already knows that the only one good is God. But, you know, what we're running around trying to do is we're trying to accept and receive what was done for us, what Jesus did for us on the cross. So it's not that we're good or righteous, but he, because of the blood of Jesus, Because he went to the cross, he's made us righteous, right? He's made, so we can't be good. He said, he said, our goodness, our righteousness is like a filthy rag. So no matter how righteous you think you are, it still is a filthy rag. And sometimes we can think we're doing good, but our motives may not be pure. So we have to check our motives. We have to check, you know, just all, all types of things. So we're not... So we want to have excellence and we want to be the best that we can be in Christ, but be careful of who you call good. And, and Jesus uh, responded in verse 19 and he said, you know what? You, you know what to do. Like what you come and running up here for, you know, asking me, you know, what should you do to have eternal life? He said, you know, the commandments. And um, you you know the Ten Commandments, you know, and I thank God because Jesus, we we are no longer under the law, right? So if he was talking to Jesus, Jesus hadn't gone to the cross yet. So therefore, we are, we, he's talking about the Ten Commandments. But now we are trying to live and walk by faith with the Holy Spirit. So, but... The man answered, the young uh, ruler answered and said, but I, I do, I, I, all these have I observed since I was young. So he's like, okay, okay, you really aren't seeing the thing. Sometimes we don't always see where we're in error or where we might be in sin, and we kind of justify it, right? And so I thank the Lord because he just went straight to, okay, he's like, okay, let's not play games here and go tit for tat back and forth. But he said, look, he said, uh, this one thing you lacking, all right? You might be doing all the commandments, okay, but you're lacking this. He said, so this is what you need to do. You need to go and sell whatever you have, right, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And then come and take up your cross, and follow me. You know, it's funny that sometimes it's impossible to keep all the commandments, right? You might keep eight of them, but that's still not all. And so therefore, 
we needed to have a, 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 a savior go to the cross for us. And so he said, you know, you, 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 to go sell everything, whatever you have, and give to the poor, right? Um, really, because your, your heart, wherever your treasure is, your heart is. And so his unwillingness to do that kind of shed some light maybe on his heart. And it's like you can go to church and you can read your scriptures and things, but if that doesn't translate into trusting God, right? So here's the thing. Are we really saying we trust God, but, but do our actions show that we trust God? And here's the thing, that who are we to tell God what it is we're going to do and not do, what we're willing to give up and not give up. Because I, I believe he wants the whole package. I mean, like if I was in love with somebody and, you know, they asked me to marry them, would I want half of their heart, pieces of their heart, or all of their heart? Would I want just a little devotion? Sometimes when they feel like giving me devotion, you know, respect, and or would I constantly want them to have devotion towards me. And so God is wanting our all, right? Now I get that sometimes we may not know what that looks like. We may not know how to give it all to him. And so we need hints, right? We need things. We we glean from the word of God and the things that we hear the Holy Spirit asking us to give up or, you know, to let go of, or, you know, maybe do without social media this week. You know, I have something I want to deposit in you. Um, or give up food this week because I, I, I want you to kind of focus on, you know, hearing my voice. And so God is always asking us to give something up. We may not be in tune or we may not want to hear it or we may act like we're not aware, like, wow, maybe I should give up cussing because it really isn't painting a good positive character, you know, for me. And so, you know, there's something. What is God asking you? in this season to give up? You know, what are you doing excessive or doing that is misrepresenting heaven or misrepresenting what it is that you say you want in life? See, because it's it's about we can't give up, right? So if we're not giving, don't, don't give up, but we still have to do the work, the examination. So he wants our complete devotion our complete trust in him. He tells us to take up our cross, right, and follow him. That means we have to die to ourselves, our own ambitions, our our fleshly selves. We have to die to it. And can we take up the will of God for our life? Some people say, I don't know what the will of God is for my life. And I and 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 sometimes I can agree with that, and sometimes I'm like, there's got to be something that he's gnawing at your heart that you know that God is asking and requiring of you, right? But what was the response of this young ruler, right? All right, Lord, you want me to, you know, to 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 sell all my possessions and to go and give it to the poor, right? He said, and by doing this your treasures now will be in heaven, right? He said, and then, you know, take up your cross and follow me. See, taking up our cross, cross is like, is, is, is the, it was the capital punishment of that time. 
that was the death sentence of that time, the cross. That means I've got to die to myself. I've got to die to my own selfishness, ambition, you know, not saying that you don't have goals, right? But when your goals begin to be all you think about and have, and you lose the, the love for people and the walking in the joy and you no longer have peace because it's driving you at such a rate. But the, the rich young ruler response was that he was sad at that saying. He was sad. Maybe he, didn't, maybe he realized at that moment he had no intention or he, he wasn't going to do anything about it. And, and, and then it says he went away grieved because he had a lot of possessions. He had great possessions. And so he couldn't let go. What is it in our past, in your past, that you can't let go of? It's dragging you down. You can't forgive it. You can't let it go. You can't give it up. It's funny. I, I, I saw a, pic, a picture, and the picture was the sister had offended and annoyed the brother in such a way, but he wasn't willing to forgive the sister. He wasn't, and, 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 and in the picture, it was like tying a rope around him and the sister. And so wherever he went, of course, he's dragging the sister with him. At night, when he, went, when he was eating, just no matter what he did, the sister was always there. Why? Because he couldn't let go of it. He couldn't give it up, right? Just think this man forever will know that he missed an opportunity because the question he asked was, what do I need to do to have eternal life? And Jesus told him, but he wasn't willing to do that. He was willing to do something else, but not that. And he left sorrowful. And then Jesus looked around about and said unto his disciples, how hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? I know they're talking about a rich man here, but I'm talking about your struggles. I'm saying those things that you, you, you cannot be successful, you know, holding on to junky things. I wanted to say crappy things. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you, you got to let it go, right? He had no intentions of letting go or giving up with God or what the word of God was asking him to do. Are there some situations in your life that you, you're not letting go of? You know, then, then the disciples said, well, then who can be saved? And it is impossible for man to save himself, right? So we know that they can't, a man can't save himself. That's why we needed the Savior, right? He wanted eternal life. He wanted you know, to hang around Jesus and make sure he went to heaven, but he he wanted to do it minus the relationship, right? He didn't want what Jesus really could offer him, right? And because when, when it came time to trust God, he couldn't let go. And so he left sorrowfully. He couldn't let go. Couldn't let go of what somebody said to him five years ago, 10 years ago. Couldn't let go of that divorced husband that left or that divorced wife that left you, took the kids. 
couldn't let go and you hold on to those things or the business partner that cheated you, you know, or the person that made a promise and they didn't fulfill it. Can't let go, you know, and those things just rob you and they, they just rob you. They, they, they follow you wherever you go. Like the, the brother and the sister, when he finally forgave her, guess what? The rope fell off and he was free to go free to love, you know, but he was free. God wants to set us free, right? He wants us to be able to have, have every, you know, thing. He said every gift from God is, you know, good. So what, is, what are you trying to say? I'm saying that the rich young ruler saw no need for Christ for salvation, or he would have let go, right? Where do you stand when it comes to letting go? You know, what do you continue to hold on to? Because God wants everything. He wants your cares, your concerns. Isn't that what a good friend kind of does? I was talking earlier to my niece, and we were talking about, you know, it's really hard to find ride or dies, you know, people with real ro- loyalty that have your back, people who will be really honest and forthcoming with you because they love you, right? They don't want to see you about to walk off a cliff and not say anything like, oh, well, I'm just going to let them. Like sometimes you just got to get in the way. Sometimes you just have to stop somebody from their own selves, from self-destructing. And then sometimes you have to, you know, let go. It's hard to have every scenario for every person who's listening. But if you go back to Mark 10, 17 and 27 and ask yourself, where are you when it comes to letting go of the past, past hurts, pains and traumas? Because it's so hard sometimes to let go. It's not easy. But the question before you is, if you want a relationship with Jesus Christ, if you want a relationship, if you know you want eternal life, then guess what? You're going to have to do it. You have to give everything to God. You can't hold back anything. You have to see your need for God. That's not always easy. Because we're so wanting to be independent and self-sufficient, grown, if you may say. I remember being young, and, man, I tell you, we wanted to be grown so bad. We're like, you know, my mom used to say, oh, take your time, because um, only things are waiting for you being grown is lots of bills, you know. But nevertheless, we want to be independent and show that we can do it, you know, on our own that we don't really need anyone, let alone God. But that's not the attitude that we have to have. We have to know that he's our friend. He sticks closer than a brother. That he is God Almighty, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, who said, I will not leave you or forsake you, 
I will be with you even until the ends of the world. What are the personal riches? Your personal things are in no comparison to what God has. He said, I own a thousand cattle upon a thousand hills. That he can bless us coming and going. That he said, the blessings of the Lord, it maketh us rich and add no sorrow to it. That God is able to bless us, give us witty inventions. He said, I can give you the power to get wealth. He can expand and increase our territory. We're talking about a God who wants to fill us up to the point, not only do we have what we need, but we will also be able to be a blessing to someone else. Is that not what life is about, to be able to to bless our neighbors, to bless those around us, to be able to be help? to make a difference in our society, in our community, in the world. See, we have to kind of have a more global outlook outside of our own selves, homes. But not only how we can bless our families, but also how can we make a difference in the world? How can we encourage and lift up? See, God's vision is a vision that is not just going to Um, cause you to be blessed, but he'll cause others to be blessed as well. What God has, he said, eyes have not seen and ears have not heard, nor has the heart, you know, have all heard all that God has for us. And so we have to get to a place where we can let it go, let go the negative, let go the pain. Let go. And, and, and here when you talk about finances, God's not even asking us to sell all of our possessions. You know, there was a question that arose about tithes and offering. You know, I don't know where your stance is, just what we have in the Bible. And that you, I, I've heard it say that you can't beat God giving. Amen. That there's a kind of math that's called God math. And God's kind of math is you take in your money, you tithe it 10%, and you keep the 90%, and he stretches it to where it fulfills all that you need. But we have to be wise with our spending. We have to be good stewards, right? We have to, we have to release it to God, right? We have to release those things to God. We have to, you know, trust God with our life. We have to trust him with our possessions. We have to trust him with our families. We have to trust him with our everything. He said, you know, don't praise me with your lips and your heart be far from me. Don't don't pretend as though you're walking with me and and yet you're not, you know. And I I just want to kind of talk a little bit in Matthew 11 and in Matthew 11, it, it reads that in um, 28, it says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you 
and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. See, a lot of times we labor. We labor and we get weary. We labor and we don't see the results that we want. We labor and we get exhausted. Or we feel that no one appreciates us. Or we might even feel used at times. But he said, you know what? You take my yoke upon you. I need you to learn of me. Because really, I am meek and lowly in heart. And I, you shall find rest for your, for your souls. Do you need rest? Do you need rest? Are you, have you feel like you've been out in a storm? Does it feel like sometimes you've lost your way? You've lost your connection? That you're not being heard? That no one understands you? Are you wondering if God has heard your prayers? Guess what? <laughs> he wants to give you rest. He wants you to come to the Father. Come home. Come to where you hear his voice again. Come back to him. He said, because my yoke, it is easy. And my burden is light. God is not a hard taskmaster. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. We do not have to be like the rich young ruler and turn in sorrow. Turn and be grieved because we know we have no intention of obeying the Lord. Wow. It's close to that time. And we do talk about, you know, giving up is not an option. If you find that you've kind of held back, held back, you know, from giving your all to God, it's nothing but a thing. It's nothing. All you have to do is just stop in your tracks and say, Lord, forgive me. I've been kind of moving in my own strength and in my own way, and I've been calling it you. But it's not you. I've been laboring in my own strength, and I've become weary and angry and tired. And I hear the Lord say, just invite me back in. I have one minute to make a point. It's almost like the WWE, the wrestling, and they used to do tag team. Why stand in the ring and continue to get beat up when your partner, Jesus, is saying, tag me, tag me so I can come in the ring. You're listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. I want you to have a wonderful week. God bless you. And remember, greatness is on the inside of you. You're listening to WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station.